Hello, and you're listening to volume 32 of the Strange Grooves podcast. I'm Sharice Letson. I'm Kate Milbury. And before we begin today's show, we'd like to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank Matt, you so much. Thank you so much. Um, shout out to Joanna Killen, Matt Letson, Sonia Freeze. Uh, Michael Hawkins and Barb Crawford. Are we missing everyone? No, that's everybody. That's everyone. If you want to be mentioned, if you want to be on that list, feel free to go to patreon.com slash strangegrooves. It's the price of a coffee and your name just gets thrown out there all the time. Absolutely. And for $2 a month, you can get some really strange shit in the mail. Which is way better than bills or junk mail that nobody really uses. Exactly. Exactly. Let's kick it off, Sharice. All right. So today we are joined by special guest Owen Green. Welcome. Hi, hi there. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Just we really, pleasure. really, really appreciate you coming in. We know that you've been very, very busy doing really amazing things. And taking some time out for us is something we've been kind of, probably for about 10 or 15 episodes, we've been saying we have to get Owen in here. Yeah. I want to talk to Owen about Tragically Hip and about a few <laughs> other tidbits. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cool. So I guess to start things off, for people who are listening who might not know who you are, can you tell us a little bit, like, what do you do during the day? What's your day job? Sure. It's, 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 it's kind of two things now. So my wife Haley and I own an accounting business called Adams Green, and uh, we've been operating that for a little over five years. Uh, and most recently, uh, we bought a building, a heritage building here in St. John, and uh, we've turned that into a co-working space called The Wheelhouse. So it's a headquarters for... Adams Green, but uh, also looking to attract uh, attract lots of uh, uh, freelancers and small businesses uh, who are looking for a place to hang out with other entrepreneurs. That's so fucking cool. That I just, cool. I love that. And you know, I know that it, it, probably none of the process was easy to do that from the fact <laughs> of even thinking of buying something else that you have to own to location, how it all comes together. It's probably a daunting process. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it is probably not in my nature to uh, uh, to do this sort of thing, but uh, I'm lucky I have a partner who uh, uh, comes up with some crazy ideas sometimes, and uh, you know, I get a, a text from her as I was walking into the office uh, one morning in November saying, maybe we should buy a building, and... Uh, <laughs> you got to love that. <laughs> you got to push each other in the relationship, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah. A few weeks later, we were looking at places and uh, making an offer, and uh, here we are. Oh, that's phenomenal. And you just opened. Yeah, we've sort of been in our soft launch for a couple of weeks now and having kind of our official kickoff next week with, uh, you know, the opportunity for people to come in and check it out for free for the first week and see what we have to offer and... Uh, you know, hoping to create a really cool atmosphere that attracts people going forward. I gotta say, the bike really attracted me. I, th I just thought it was really neat and quirky because I find every place when I travel, the one thing that's missing are the, the lots of bicycles. Mm. It's not so much, I don't even want to talk about cycling lanes, but <laughs> getting into like the fact where you can just go to Montreal and rent a bike for seven or eight bucks and then park it anywhere else in the city. When I thought, well, I could go to the wheelhouse and then, you know, run down to like Lawton's or go to Brockwood Park on my lunch and then come back. That's a whole different kind of work day for me. That would be really good for someone like me that doesn't know how to take a break. Yeah. And that was a, a huge attraction for me was that, that bicycle. Yeah, well, it's... You might have to get some more. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that may be the case. Um, uh, so, you know, I should say my, that Haley is uh, a cyclist and triathlete. And so I was kind of a... 
a, a no-brainer for her uh, when we started talking about, well, we, you know, we're a little bit further away from the uptown core, you know, what are we going to do about getting to client meetings and stuff like that? And it's just like, yeah, let's buy uh, a, a bike that uh, our tenants can borrow and, and use. Oh, to, and, uh, so you know, it's, like you say, it serves the dual purpose of both being able to, to get somewhere, but also if you want to, you know, scoot over to Rockwood Park on your lunch break and get some exercise. It's helping you get places. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I get that. It's like in business and accounting and all of it, just helping you get places. I think that's really cool. That's great. Good job for doing that. Because I know, again, not a, I know that I haven't bought anything significant like that because it's scary as fuck and I just wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, I can't. Probably ever. <laughs> I'll wait till someone else wants to bring me as part of it or something. I don't yeah. think I'll ever have the riches for that, but... I know that it's probably hard, especially, you know, having a family and having an existing business and trying to keep the ball rolling with all of your clients and stuff, right, without having any gaps. So props for doing that. Oh, oh thanks. And But I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't rule it out, Kate. I mean, I if you'd told me, you know, eight years ago uh, that I was uh, going to own two businesses, I wouldn't have believed you. I mean, I, I had maybe an inkling then that we would do something you know on our own outside yeah. of the big corporate m machine but um i i never would have predicted this and it becomes uh you know kind of becomes addictive after a while you know what's the next thing gonna be and um and i mean you won't find somebody who's more conservative than me in terms of risk taking and you know here we are that gives me hope because i'm like the like, least risk averse person ever so like, get it done man go buy buildings go buy buildings <laughs> get cycles for your go. tenants do it it works that's awesome it does so you're what you're wearing i really like your outfit right oh, now your ensemble you. so you're wearing um a, the long time running tragically hip t-shirt did you go to one of the final shows? I did. I went to the last show that they did in Toronto. Uh, so about the third to last show overall. Yeah, well, we ended up meeting each other there. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize at the time I got my ticket that he and Joanna were going to be there. That's but so it was wonderful. a nice little uh, coincidence and got to hang out with them and have a few beers before the show and... Uh, that's you know, wonderful. have somebody I was, to. I was actually creeping through your photo album today because I knew we were probably going to bring it up, and I was looking through. And what was that show like for you as a fan? Uh, I, I mean, I've seen your posts about it, but looking back now that it's been a little bit, how, how has that been sitting it, with you? It, it, it's funny you ask that because I was thinking uh, earlier in the day about it that I, I have a hard time placing it amongst my favorite hip shows because it was just so different i mean certainly it um ranks right up there in terms of experience um but musically and everything else it's, it's hard to hard to compare um you know i i was uh i, I was just in awe the whole time um that uh you know he was doing what he was doing um you know really um overwhelmed by the you know the the tightness of of the band um 
you know, as I'm sure you probably know, they started each show clustered together in the middle of the stage. And then, you know, after a few songs, they, they moved apart, but it was just a really uh, neat, you know, I think gesture, um, uh, you, you know, to show that sort of solidarity around Gord. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a neat experience. And, and I mean, the, the crowd vibe, which is, you know, big part of any show was, was different. I mean, it was, yeah. I expected it to be fairly uh, somber, but it wasn't. Um, I mean, there were certainly lots of tears, but um, it, 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 it felt happy. Like everybody was happy that they were having that opportunity to experience that one more time and right yeah so i was curious about kind of what the atmosphere was because there's like you know you go see your, what your favorite band but knowing that this will be the last time unless you were going to all the other shows but this would be the last time that you're going to be seeing yeah. your favorite band like it's like this finality of it would be pretty emotional i think for a lot of concert goers yeah it, it it definitely was but again it it, it wasn't the you know, funeral-like experience right, right, that I, yeah. I kind of thought it might be. Mm-hmm. One of the things I, I was thinking about around those shows is music, it seems for a lot of people, holds a very, like, very, very emotional place for folks. So, of course, there's those, like, banger hits that you just listen to, and it, there's really no, there might be, like, a memory of, like, a summer barbecue or, or like, whatever it is, but it doesn't have, like, a, an actual, like, rooted connection. So when I think of the Tragically Hip and how proud they are to be playing with Gord and seeing his enthusiasm and his energy going through everything that he's going through and the crowd having so much admiration and love and respect for him and them all playing together, it's like he's not just playing the Tragically Hip hits. Do you know what I mean? And that, that's the same as the way as I think about like Fleetwood Mac and people that have these deep-rooted um, stories amongst their band when significant things like that happen I just I'm tied even more to their music yeah and I remember seeing you post about that show and just I was happy that a few other people that I knew that were going that were fans were able to to be there because those kind of shows you don't ever really want to foresee yourself being at but obviously there's time and a place that they're very important Mm -hmm. and now, like, trying to think of going to see Steely Dan without Walter Becker is, like, really weird. Like, I don't know if I'll... I've never gotten to see them, and I've had plans for the past couple of years to go see them, and now I don't know if that experience would be at all of what yeah. I'm... You know what I mean? I don't think I could go at this point. I feel like... I think that, too, like, one of my bucket list concerts is to see the Rolling Stones, like, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I need to see them soon, because what if, God forbid, like, people say it won't happen, but what if, like, Keith... <laughs> like, what if Keith Richards dies, right? And it's like... It'd be so yeah. hard to go see the Rolling Stones without Keith Richards. You know what I mean? It's like or Mick Jagger, like right. Oh well, then what? But the but that's what I mean. Like, right. It's those those things, and then you have like such a, you know, an emotional like connection, and you're watching, and yet you don't want to be sad because here's this guy just like empowering it to you, yeah. and you want to be happy and proud with him. So I can just imagine like how that must have felt. Was it a little bit weird after the first like few days? Like, because I feel like that would be very hard on me. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the hardest thing for me has been, I wish I'd taken my son with me. He was only 10 at the time. 
um, and he was just starting to listen. And at that point, it was like, you know, kids do mimicking right. mom or dad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we talked for a split second about um, about take me taking him and he said oh, you know it's a lot of money to to take a kid who don't even really know if he, he yeah. likes it and so of course since then he's become a huge fan and it's like that that's the the thing that comes back to me now when i think about that concert is mm-hmm. I, I, I inevitably you know you know there's that twinge of regret that i didn't ever have that opportunity to go to a show yeah. with him um thinking of it but I mean they were very expensive it's not like they were just you know 60 or 70 bucks even though that's you know big money too but maybe a few years ago if he had been that age and you know it's just a random show hell yeah but fair fair have you taken him to see any other like shows yeah haven't yet no uh he's just at that that age where he'd he'd be into it and uh you know he's starting it's neat to to see um you know, as I said, he, he he's become a huge hip fan, but um, you know where I ha- as I have, you know the the songs that that resonate most with me. Um, you know, he has sort of his own hip identity, and that's so um, cool. wow. the, the yeah, it's it must be so neat when you hear him singing along to the songs, or is he nervous? Oh, he 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 will. I, I mean, he's like any you know preteen kid. He, you know, stick the the earbuds yeah. in and tune everybody else out, and so I'll have him in the car, and he's sitting in the back seat singing along to, you know, World Container. That's so neat. That's awesome. That is really cool. I that must be a really neat feeling. At least he's not like listening to terrible music. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might be a little bit here <laughs> and there. Speaking too soon. <laughs> yeah. Ten. But you know what? In saying that too, I mean, I was I was really young when my like obviously my dad was introducing me music and then right around about 11 12 13 my uncle mikey gave me uh, my like a nirvana shirt and my first nirvana record and he gave me like some pins and stuff and you know kurt was dead at that point and it made me just want to know everything right and everybody that i meet now that's around 13 or 14 is like a carbon copy of me 15 20 years ago right and it's really neat like my sister megan uh she's 18 she just graduated last week her and her boy like they love nirvana like they're they're just it's and it's really cool but i think that having those i don't know those connections where you can kind of just tune in and get to know those artists even if they're long gone makes you seek other things and i think that that's where my love of other like alternative music came because i knew i could never go see nirvana right didn't make Mm -hmm. me want to go see like the foo fighters or anything you know other other side projects but it made me go and like other things and look into like stuff that that other record label put out and I found most of the music I still listen to today. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good for kids to find something that maybe they can't get. Because for me, a lot of artists that my dad had passed down were all passed away. Right. And it was just like trying to keep it alive. Yeah. Luckily, it's great music, so it, it stays alive on its own. But I don't think really I, I would like want to take that back. Mm. I like getting to know the bands that way. What other what other uh, artists do you listen to at home? Uh, so I try to you know that the, there's there's a bunch of bands from you know my university years and around that time that are you, you know 
ones that I continually go yeah. back to, but I do try to to you know keep fresh and introduce some new things in. So, I, I mean, as far as as the old stuff, uh, love Pearl Jam, uh, Lowest of the Low, um, Full Moon Fever by Tom Petty's one that you, you know once a year I'll binge for for a few weeks. Um, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Um, we'll invite you to our Fleetwood Mac, Mac rumors night. It's just going to be probably about twenty people, all with the same copy of Rumors, and we're all just going <laughs> to listen to Rumors and just you know appreciate it. <laughs> oh Lord! Um, you know all those bands that were you know touring the Maritime Universities when I was there. You know Blue Rodeo and uh, Bare Naked Ladies and you know 5440 and yeah. and uh you know those tend to be the ones i go back to uh l- lately um you know i've been trying to find um uh, you know some music that i can share with uh, my youngest sophie um she likes the hip not as much as her brother but uh i've uh you, you know we, We've uh, we've been listening together to you know a couple Canadian artists, Lights and oh, uh, yeah. Ruth B. Uh, those are both ones that Sophie knows from you know school, and oh. you know I kind of was introduced to when I watched the Junos this year. Yeah. So uh, those have been on my playlist recently. Are you a Susan Tedeschi fan? I do like yeah, uh, yeah the Tedeschi Trucks should, Band. Yeah, you should introduce her to uh, to Susan because I remember it was on the. I think it was like the 2000s Grammy nomi- like nom- nominated award soundtrack and she had this song on there um, and I I really liked it. I was really young though so I was more into like Britney Spears and other things but I really liked her voice and then I remember probably about seven or eight years ago I got to go see Tedeschi Trucks and now I've seen them probably four or five times but that was one of the women of like rock that my dad was like you should pay attention to her. She's phenomenal and I was like alright and now I've listened to her ever since and I, like Blondie, anyone who's just like real cool like that. Lights is pretty neat, especially yeah. like for like a young lady. Like mm-hmm. she's very versatile, lots of different sounds, a few different kind of genres of album. Yeah. Haven't listened to a lot of her newest stuff, but yeah, you I haven't gone back. I li- no, no. <laughs> so I'm not gonna pretend. No, I haven't really listened. <laughs> I remember when she first came out, she was a yeah. big deal, but yeah, I haven't. She really has a lot of art her. and stuff now. I'm pretty sure. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Any big concerts on the bucket list? I, I've still never seen Pearl Jam, so I, I would love to see them. Um, other than that, I, I, I don't know. It's uh, um, I've always wanted to uh, you know take my dad to a Blue Rodeo show, and that's mm-hmm. never happened. I mean, I've seen them yeah. probably 20 times, yeah, but I've never managed yeah. to drag my dad along. Um, so that'd be kind of cool. Last um, time I saw Blue Rodeo, he brought his son along. Oh yeah. And they uh, they did Lost together together, and it was it was pro- honestly probably one of the best live shows I've seen. They put on such a good show. It's about three hours, and it's like the whole crowd sings along, and it's just a really nice, intimate time. And they're just so humble. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I, I agree. They, they what makes their shows. Um, really enjoyable is the fact that you know you can tell these are you know a bunch of friends that have been doing this for a while and they're just up there having fun having and fun, yeah. yeah 
do you collect records at all or CDs or albums of any sort? I, I don't. Uh, I, I've I've never. I guess I never had to. Uh, I've had. I think I've, I've talked to Kate about this. Uh, w one of my best friends going back to university was a huge uh, music collector, and uh, you know we were in residence and you know apartments together. Uh, you know for basically about eight years and so there was n never any reason for me to go out and buy a whole lot because it's just like hey Colin uh, uh, yes so we were interviewing Colin in a couple weeks oh, yeah. yeah about the whole maritime tapers thing because that's how I met Brandon okay and that and it's really like Peter so it was just like I met him and he's at every show I was like what is this guy doing and I just I love his huge love of music so it's funny you're gonna mention him because I was like I only know one guy like that and it's this guy named Colin. He's just like the mother, like, hub of, of music. Oh, it, it's incredible. And, um, uh, you know, he, he really opened my eyes to, to not just different types of music, but the joy of live music. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure anybody who's gone to a lot of, concerts gets that question like why would you want to see them more than once or you know isn't the the album better and you know Colin taught me that no that's uh, that's not the case I mean there's so much more to appreciate at a live show and uh, uh, yeah I, I owe him uh, a lot for that uh, which um, reminds me you know going back to uh, bands that I really love um, Blues Travelers, another yeah. one. Uh, Colin and I uh, did a, a three-night run, um, not consecutive nights, but three three-show run um, back in '96, uh, '97. Um, it was our last year of university, and uh, I, well, that's exactly it. We're sitting there the very first day we got back to school, and uh, I said, you know, I wanted do something big this year and he's like well blues travelers playing madison square garden on new year's eve want to do that and yeah, so nice. uh yeah, that'd be cool. yeah. so we saw them there and then a couple nights before we saw them in lake placid and in boston and it was just uh, an awesome experience first uh, Susan Tedeschi truck show actually uh, Colin and I and a bunch of people all stayed at Brennan's house and the next day before we left he handed me a DVD and was like hey here's the show from last night and I was like like the one that we were at and he was like yeah here you go <laughs> and he's like and also if you give me your email I can just send you the file and if you go to Facebook it's here too and I thought wow that's that's on and there's no service that really offers anything like that and the one thing I think that's so cool about Colin is that it doesn't matter what kind of show it is like, I went out to uh, McKinley Morrison Williams show a couple of weeks ago at the Art Center. It was like a, a Tuesday night. There's Colin recording. Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah. And, like, I know, like, he works full time and he's busy and stuff, but I just, I think that his love of music is very, very, uh, uh, it's very intriguing. Yeah. Because it takes a lot of time to go out and do that and bring your gear and set up and record those shows and upload them so that people like you and I can play them, right? And he's been doing it, like, when we used to live together, it was obviously you know less technically advanced than it is yeah. now um you know he was he was copying things to tape cassette tape and i mean he had this whole production process down pat where he you know he would 
con you know connect with people online and agree to to make a trade and you know he he had the dual cassette deck and copy from one to the other and print out the little song list and package it all up so that's the call and i would say that we're going to be interviewing oh cool yeah it's a very small world i love that we we had a wall in one of our apartments uptown here that you know i'm going to say was about the size of that wall over there and he built a floor to ceiling like bookshelf basically but tapes it was you know just deep enough to slide a tape onto and he had uh, hundreds oh yeah it was it was wild yeah and i mean i think the i don't even think he's changed the facebook group it's still maritime tapers because it was just like cassette format and then it's just it went to like cds dvds then just like uh mp4s so you could just like transfer them online and i always thought that was really really cool but yeah he Shout out to Brandon, Jeremy Brandon, you rock, dude. If you're listening, I know you know, you sometimes listen, but you rock. Yeah, him and Joe, they they would let me and Peter and like a bunch of our friends stay up there, and they were the that was the first time I went to go see fish was with them, and that was an awesome time. I think they're probably the best people to go see fish with, probably. I, I saw fish for the first time with Colin. That was another of our yeah. tours together. Yeah. Where did you see them at? Uh, so we. Um, that was the year of the last roadside attraction that the hip did um so we went up to a couple shows in barry and ottawa and then we drove from there down to uh chicago and st louis and somewhere in a field in wisconsin somewhere and I think that was it for me. And then Colin did a bunch. I flew home. He did a bunch of bunch more shows. And then we met up again at the Great Went in Limestone. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That's an epic show. That's, that, a, that's that, definitely a cool place and a cool show to see fish. That's kind of an epic one. Yeah. It I w- saw them in uh, Bangor, so it's not as epic, but it was a good time. <laughs> really good times. Bangor's awesome. They played 2001, and I was really excited about that. It was pretty epic. There's a lot of beach balls. That was yeah. nice. Yeah, it was a neat experience. I, I, I mean, they're they're not my favorite band by any means. Yeah. I've just never really gotten into them. Um, but it's just a, 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 a it's an experience. I'm glad I yeah, had. Same. Yeah. I've I've had a few experiences like that. Like when I go down to Boston to visit, like Matt and what have you. Like there, I usually end up going to some show of some kind, and I've never heard the band before. And I might not even, like, it's like maybe it's a genre that I don't really care about, but, like, just going for the experience, I yeah, end up it's, leave, awesome. it's so much fun. It makes you, like, start to, like, think in a different way. Like, right. maybe I could wear that fancy hat tomorrow. Maybe I do like asparagus. <laughs> maybe I do want to go to Italy. I don't know. It's like the world is your oyster. There's It's full of possibilities, right? Because yeah. it's, like, it's one thing to choose every other aspect and the routine of your life but the minute that you go someplace that you don't have control of what's playing or what you know or what you can look up I mean I think that's it's just like any way of change or growth mm-hmm. if you don't change things nothing will happen right. so I, I love doing that sometimes just like going out to a random show yeah, like tonight like, I haven't seen the heart, at- heart attack kids play right. and like I'm exhausted yes but I'm going to the show it's going to be a good time let's just go go see it they'll probably be awesome it'll be somebody I can add to my Spotify that's what it's about, right? Yeah, no, totally. 
There's something about just going in blind, I think, and you just like just to take in the experience of the show itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. I don't know. I th- there's a lot of really, really good shows coming up. Are you going to Five Hundred Six this year? Unfortunately, we're away when that's uh, yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. There's a uh, there's we're sponsoring the the VIP lounge down there. We're gonna have this big '70s groovy lounge for the bands, so it'll be pretty neat. And we've got a couple other ones coming out with what Mud City Meltdown. Mud City Meltdown. That'll be exciting. There's gonna be some really awesome bands up there. The Sadies, Surfer Jets, Sacrifice. There's there's a lot. Check them out. Check them out on Facebook. But other than that, no. There's there's a lot happening, uh, especially in like Atlantic Canada for like music and festivals and stuff. I know. KV Music Fest is bringing in Haywire. Yeah, it's a, that is big for them. And that's that's going to be awesome, <laughs> right? People are, man, when Bad Bad Boy comes on, there's going to be so many, like... Rossi, it's going to be lit. It shit. It's going to be, in the words of my coworker G-Bone, boom lit. Mm. That's what it will be. Uh, they'll have to deal with it, though. As long as it's not food trucks there, they'll be... Rossi will deal with it. True. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah. No, I'm really glad that festival's growing. You, so you guys got any like big like plans at all for the summer or for Canada Day coming up? Uh, I think we're uh, gonna hang out at our new building for Canada Day nice. and have a little barbecue and catch yeah. the fireworks and maybe some of the festivities yeah. going on uptown. Yes, for sure. Uh, for hey, I, I think that's fun. a great idea. If you have official la- official launch party, we'll be there. Well, sounds good. Yeah, we are uh, we are uh, trying to to get an event pulled together for sometime in September. It's kind of a... That's our one year. Oh. Well, there you go. There we go. Aww. It's happening. That's happening. It's in Concrete. There we go. It's, there we go. it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like last couple weeks of August, first week of September is when we launched the first episode. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, it took us a little bit to launch that episode because we're like, oh God, <laughs> what are we what, doing? Why are, do we, why, why are we putting out a recording of our listen, voices? Who's going to listen? Who's going to listen to this Our bullshit. friends listen to us talk all the time about this stuff. No it's one's going to listen to this. But Luckily, we have other content, so we assume people listen to us. Right. Thank you, Jeff Liberty and Mike and Kyle. <laughs> yes. And right. to all of our contributors. Yes. And if you're listening and you'd like to become a contributor of Strange Grooves, just send us an email at strangegrooves at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit the contact us on our website. You can DM us. Slide into the DMs, DMs on Instagram. What other ways can you do it? YouTube, leave some comments. You can, you can tweet at us. You could give us a toonie. At patreon.com slash strange cruise. Thanks so much, Owen, for joining us. Thank you both. It was a pleasure. Till next time, keep it strange.